The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are you? I am. It's a cuddly, rainy afternoon here. It is. So you all know that I'm a big advocate for helping people to overcome shame around sex. Earlier this week, I posted a statement about sexual shame on Facebook, and it was like opening Pandora's box. In just a few hours, it had over 50 comments. I think I'm up to 85 comments now. Um, I'm just going to look at some of them. You know, it's like people talking about religion. So this person says, I believe that Jesus was probably a sexually active man. Um, people talking about Judaism, um, people talking about cultural upbringing, um, people talking about being programmed by the people who raised us, by patriarchy. I mean, this conversation went on and on and on and on. I'm looking at the list. It just keeps going on. And people, you know, having some suggestions around it, people writing whole episodes, links to episodes about it. So lots of really fun information there on my Facebook post. So if you want to check that out, it's facebook.com slash Jaya. Um, but my biggest question is, where does all this shame about sex come from? You know, some say it's religion. Some say it's our sex-negative culture. Some say it's a history of sexual abuse and shame our parents taught us when we were young. Some people even say that shame is sometimes a turn-on. And doing something perceived as naughty can just make everything hotter. So is sexual shame holding you back from really feeling free in your sexual expression? Are you, the person listening to this, having trouble letting go and to really enjoying your sexuality? Does your partner wish you were more open about sex? I hear that a lot in my practice. Like, oh, I just wish my partner was more open and more open to trying new things. But there's a lot of shame holding that back. Luckily, today we're talking with Lawrence Lanoff. He's the author of A Course in Freedom. He describes himself as a demythologist. I love that word, and helps people break down the beliefs that hold them back so that they can fully enjoy their life. As I mentioned, one of my missions is to eradicate sexual shame because there is pleasure to gain. Pleasure is our birthright and can actually help us be healthier, happier human beings. So listen in. You can also call in at any time and discover how you can overcome shame from religious, cultural upbringing and your past. But here's a letter I got recently from a woman dealing with shame due to sexual abuse. She writes... Hmm, let's see. I'm frustrated by a lack of self-esteem, which I feel is holding me back from sexually expressing myself with my spouse. 
After spending years of both one-on-one group counseling, art therapy, plenary of, inner, of inner work, childhood sexual abuse work, when will the shame from my body finally heal so that I can feel confident about my body and be bold with my spouse in the bedroom? It would greatly improve my sex life if I could feel more bold and not experience any past memories from childhood sexual abuse and or shame about my body and size. Thanks for your response, L. Well, I have some suggestions for you, L. Um, one, get in touch with your erotic creature, meaning who are you as an erotic being? What does she look like? You might need to get into costumes to sort of help you. Like, is your erotic creature a blonde bombshell? Does she love sensuality? Does she like a whip? Who is your erotic creature? Give yourself permission to say no. A lot of people who've been sexual abuse survivors have a very hard time saying no. So give yourself the opportunity to really say no and mean it. Learn to say no. When your yes becomes a really good yes, then it's a really good yes. Keep in mind that maybe may mean no. So for mo- the most part, most people, when they're eh, iffy, it's a no. Say no. Um, you don't get the chance to say no, so give yourself the opportunity now to do that. Uh, then the third, the third piece of advice I would say is gift powerful pleasure to yourself. What makes you feel really good in your body? Is it dancing? Is it taking yoga class? Is it hiking? What physical activities make you feel amazing? Confidence comes from within. Doing things that make you feel better about yourself on the outside also helps. So things on the inside, things on the outside. Um, don't continue to abuse your body. Invite you, I invite you to start noticing throughout the day what brings you pleasure. Is it the feeling of the sheets as you get into bed at night? Is it massaging your feet or receiving a foot massage? Pay ever t- attention to every sensation in your body. Okay, so those are my little tidbits. I'm curious. I'm going to bring Lawrence on, Mr. Lanoff, the demythologist, on. What advice do you have? Hello, first of all, Mr. Lawrence. Hey. And what advice would you have for Elle around feeling more confident in improving her sex life and ridding herself of shame? Well, I think it's, it's an interesting thing because there, in a way, you have to go through the fire. So that, that frustration that I hear her speaking about is one of those things that I, I can only say it's worth doing the, um, the kinds of unconventional things that uh, I would say that give you a chance to to touch that storehouse of energy, because in my experience, that shame has the potential to be this uh, like almost like a Pandora's box of energy and life force. But it's tied down in some of the subjects that we're going to be discussing today. So I would highly recommend I think I think we are we tend to be very limited because of our shame in looking at shame and abuse and that's kind of the paradox so i i highly recommend thinking as outside of the box as possible even questioning the beliefs that 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 have us feeling bound and tight in our shame of course that has to go into the body and the body is the thing that we feel shame about. So it's an interesting paradox, but, but I always start with the body. How, what is the pure sensation that I'm feeling in my body regarding this issue? D love, I know you've been with women who are ashamed of their bodies before. What advice would you have for this woman around her body shame? Um, Her size, her shape, you know, she talks about that. 
Well, uh, I would certainly say where Lawrence is talking about, about the embodied feeling, getting in touch with the feeling, the breath, if, if there's a feeling of being held back somewhere, where does it exist in her body? If there's um, uh, a particular action or uh, thought process that brings up shame, trace that back to the root of the thought and then ask the question, what came before that? Why am I feeling that? Or where does that lead me to feeling in the body? I think um, the the wellspring of emotion that is tamped down by the shame um, needs to be accessed first to really have some breakthroughs around it. As far as the body shame, um, specifically, that can have a lot of the same stuff, uh, but it also could be a simple exercise, too, of starting to look where, what parts of her body does she like? What mm-hmm. works for her? What feel, again, going back to the body, instead of going to the um, aesthetic concept of perfection that's all over our society, go to the sensory feeling of who cares if there's cellulite or extra fat. Go to where are the pleasure zones? Where when I touch mm-hmm. myself, do uh, how do does it feel fantastic? Or um, touching myself differently with a very light touch or a strong touch, and making if she's got a partner or partners, requesting of them to play with her in this area. Um, mm-hmm. Those are maybe, maybe a few things I'd say. It's interesting because there was a study. Um, I think it was in the UK that I read this week that said that like ninety percent of women experience body hatred. And I thought this was really interesting, and this does tie into what we're talking about today, which is this deep shame around you know female body, female genitals, but and male. I, I don't want to make this a female issue, but that is definitely you know something that is widespread, and a lot of people are dealing with it. Yeah, it's it is uh, it is actually amazing. I was uh, t- speaking with a friend recently who is actually very sex positive and very comfortable in her body. And it's funny, like, so you could do all this work on yourself and then the people around you can end up being the shamers and abusers. Paradoxically, like the more free you become, they're trying to slam you down because there is something about a person who is freeing themselves of their shame that is, for some reason, frightening to Threatening. People. Yep. Yep. Very threatening. I, I deal with it a lot. You know, I... I say I'm pretty free, not that I don't have my stuff that comes up about my body or whatever as I go throughout my life journey, but definitely there is a sense of, okay, because you're sexually free, there's this label that goes on you or because you love your body, even like when you're hot, you know, if you're a hot woman, there's almost like this kind of look down upon you, which then makes you shame, feel shame for being hot. Exactly. <laughs> and it can go both ways. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so... Lawrence, you describe yourself as a demythologist. Can you, we have a few minutes before break. Can you tell us what a demythologist is? The short skinny of a demythologist is I help people break down the beliefs that imprison themselves. And, you know, we, we are all imprisoned by our beliefs. We don't know it because they blend in like wallpaper or paint in your house. They're just part of the construction of who you know yourself to be. But what I really love doing, especially around sexuality, sexuality is a doorway to confront the deepest beliefs you have about who you are 
as an individual. Mm-hmm. So as, as a demythologist, I just point people to the unseen aspects of themselves and start asking questions. And it's a, it's a very awesomely freeing process. I like awesomely. That's like a new word for the day. <laughs> awesomely. We're going to use that one all day today. So um, when we get back, I really want to talk about, Lawrence, what you think the major reasons are for sexual shame, because we're really exploring, like, well, what's the why of all of this? And some, some of the things that you use to help people break down these belief systems. So we're talking with Lawrence Lanoff today. You can go to lawrencelanoff.com. That's his website. You can visit my website, redhottouch.com, or my new site, sexisyou.com. And uh, when we get back, we will be talking more with Lawrence Lanoff and my lover, D-Love, more of Sex with Jaya when we come back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Allocadabra. Feel the magic happen. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and wellness network are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night jaya world-renowned sexologist has created the ultimate educational experience for couples oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series guys learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring women Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own. Please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A 
at MissJaya.com. Now, back to Sex with Jaya. Oh, we're back with more Sex with Jaya. We are talking with Lawrence Lanoff, our resident demythologist. I don't know how many demythologists there are out there. Um, uh, and <laughs> I don't know. Are there any other like you, Lawrence? I, I, I mean, I... I hate to say this. I wish there were more. There, there really don't seem to be yet, but I, I'm like the icebreaker. I've sort of been that in my life. So, you know, hey, come on, join me. <laughs> so, Mr. Demythologist, Mr. Lawrence Lanoff, what do you think are the major reasons um, for sexual shame? Why is it so deeply entrenched, not just in our American culture, but in cultures across the world? I think the main reason is that we have this very inherently deep hatred of the female. And because of our inability to distinguish the subtlety of it, like it's so part of our culture, it's so part of the global culture, this hatred slash fear of the female and specifically of the pussy. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's such a big, scary, uh, you know, you would think that you're you're asking somebody to, uh, you know, jump off a cliff. And I think viscerally that is exactly I think for some like people for it might be easier to jump off a cliff than actually talk about a vagina or a penis or an anus, exactly. an anus especially. Exactly. And I, and I think that um, I see it. I think the issue is and why it's such a part of us is we have an inability to distinguish our emotions and feelings and beliefs from three-dimensional reality. It's just sort of a limitation of the brain. In other words, the noises of emotion, the signals and the signal to noise ratio in our brain is very high when it comes to sexuality. And so we just, we believe it because it feels real. So, you know, people have, you start talking about sex and mix sex and religion and, or, or sex and spirituality that schism is so wide, and when you try to bridge it, the backlash is so powerful and emotional and strong, it's kind of unbelievable. Somewhere mm-hmm. in there is the reason why it, it continues to be this virus that spreads throughout the planet. So can you give us an example of somebody, either somebody you've worked with or something that of this, just to make it clearer for people, like, you know, somebody's dealing with sexual shame, what might be some of the unconscious stuff that's holding them back? Okay, here's one. You remember Elizabeth Smart? Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Smart, who was, you know, kidnapped, raped, held against her will, uh, was, was missed by authorities, you know, it was just, it was just unconscionable what happened and in the name of religion specifically, now granted, this guy was particularly psychotic, but it was through sort of the guise of religious belief that she was kept locked down. And, and I'm quoting her when she began to see, here she was abducted. She was raped by a religious psychopath. And because of these unconscious beliefs about the evils of the female and the female body, she feels like there's something wrong with her. Now, mm-hmm. we just saw the exact same thing again. I mean, right in the news, the whole right. issue with Laura Logan, the reporter Logan. who was yep. reporting in Cairo and was raped, gang raped by a, a mob. Um, 
here it is again where people are the, the amount of bizarre responses to that issue which had to do which included like blaming her Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it are just outstanding. And you're talking about inherent in this is the hatred of an empowered or um, certainly sexually empowered female. Mm-hmm. So it's her fault. Like, I, it, it just it boggles my mind. And I think that, you know, here are two examples that are right in our face right now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that so- it comes from the mystery of the power of the creative force, the ability of the female to give birth, and um, that that's, you know, we all come from that. There's somehow, like, before it used to be a mystery how sex was tied into creating new human beings, but uh, it's still this wide-open mystery, really. Like, how do we get here? It's all through women. Women really do hold the power. So do you think there's part of that's the power struggle and the the lack of understanding of, of the depth of the mystery of that creation? Um, I, I would agree that that's part of it. I think it's unfortunately much deeper and darker. And when I say darker, I don't mean morally. I just mean it's like it's much more complex in that, like, that is one tenet of a, of a massive tree. For example, um, why are so many cultures, why cross-culturally, is religion and spirituality uh, obsessed? Now, I say obsessed with demonizing female sexuality. There, there's something more going on there. I think part of it is, I, I, the reality is, is this. Look, men are really the ones who have gone out and said, I'm going to go out into the mountains and not eat and pray to God for 40 days and 40 nights and they come back with the rules and laws of religion. Now, here's the thing. Bear with me for one moment. Come with me on this journey just for a minute. So you're up on the mountain. You're, quote, unquote, at one with God. You're feeling the entire universe. Everything is perfect. You understand you have all the laws. They're on stone tablets. You understand what you need to do. And you come down the mountain at one with the universe and some hot babe comes walking by and your cock gets hard. And you're like, this is bad. She stole me away from my connection to God and the infinite. She evilly possessed me. She took me off the path. And that's what the whole moral issue is with, you know, it's Eve, of course, who gives, you know, tricks Adam into eating the apple. These are metaphors, religious metaphors for the intense fear and hatred that we have. Mm -hmm. You're saying some pretty major things here, (laughs) some deep things to take in, and I think some hard things for people to take in. I want to go to your book for a moment, um, because in your book, you sort of help break down. You're you're starting to do that now with kind of breaking down like these mythologies and where things come from. But you have four categories that ultimately our beliefs can fall into. What are those four categories and how do people, you know, find themselves there? Okay, well, the... The um, the easiest. So, like, way what to look category at, would what you were just talking about fall into? Okay, this would fall under uh, category two. Category two is just breaking the world into good and evil, 
And, mm-hmm. and most of, I would actually say probably most of world religions fall into the global religions, the, the religions that you have to, you know, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, uh, you know, these, these religions have uh, a kind of a pretty structured, this is good and this is evil. That's the, the black and white view of the world. That, that's why it can be so challenging to talk with people who are, you know, extremely religiously fanatical because they just see the world as black and white. It just, this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I was watching a film it. last night, um, The Education of Shelby Knox, and they had someone on there, uh, a preacher who was actually, like, you know, he was talking about homosexuality and how um, all homosexuals are going to hell because it's a sin, and, you know, there was no black and white, it, I mean, there was no gray, it was completely black and white, and he, he literally it talked... A woman. He was talking about a woman who came up to him to tell her him that he lost. She lost her virginity, and he called her to protect the guilty. I won't use her name. It's just really interesting. So, it's that immediate black or white. You're bad yeah. or you're good. Yeah, and that and that is what I call a category two mythology. That pretty much I can break down pretty much anything that you believe, and I'll find that seventy five percent of the stuff will fit into that category of you know it's this or it's that. And it's very, very subtle. That's, that's part of the problem why we get so trapped in these things. So uh, on another discussion, perhaps for another show, I, w- I also would love to explore how hell is a metaphor for female sexuality. That's a well, longer story. <laughs> yeah. That's a Pandora's um, box there. So what's bucket number one? Bucket number one is what I call sort of the surfer category it's kind of like it's it's really more of the native peoples the native peoples tended to look at life but i also call it the surfer because it's that kind of like it's all good in in other words you sort of look at everything and you go everything has a purpose everything has a reason it's all good in the greater plan and that is uh that is the horrors of the world the explosions the the destruction the, the floods, it's all good because it's all part of the creator's plan. And that's a category one mythology. And then what's three and four? Three is the, what I call my way or the highway category. And it's this idea of, yes, I'll, uh, I'll agree with the world. I'll say yes to the world if the world thinks like I do. In other words, the world would be a better place, and I'm sorry because I'm going to make some people angry here. I apologize. The world would be a better place if everybody was fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And we see that that is, a, that is a standard Category 3 mythology. It gets used for literally everything. So, you know, religiously, I mean, this is like shooting fish in a barrel. Religiously, it's like the world would be a better place if everybody thought like me and was a born-again Christian. The world would be a better place if everybody, if the entire world went back to old school Islam. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's like the world would be a better place if, and then fill in the blank. That's a category three. Fill in your, your belief or your club. Yes. The world would exactly. be a better place if everyone was having orgasms. <laughs> exactly. The category three mythology. And, and the, that's what, that's what's so interesting about it is like we dance in and out of these. There's not really you can't really, there's not really anything we can come up with that isn't going to bounce into one of these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And so, so we're running out of time. We have to take a break. But uh, when we come back, we'll do the fourth category. And then we'll start talking about, okay, but how can listeners really overcome? We've been talking about religion and, and a, lot, a lot about that. But how can listeners really overcome the obstacles that hold them back from being sexually free? I think that people are really interested in solutions. So when we return, more Lawrence Lanoff. You can check out Lawrence and his book at lawrencelanoff.com. You can check out my stuff, sexisyou.com. And, but when we return, we're really going to talk about that fourth category and how listeners can really overcome the obstacles that are holding them back. More Sex with Jaya when we come back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is Aloe Cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last for hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Kadabra. Feel the magic happen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com tuned in to Sex with Jaya to ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own. Please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. For those of you who haven't checked out the yummy, effective, and 95% organic aloe cadabra, go to alocadabra.com. Use coupon code JAYA for 20% off or ask for aloe cadabra at Vitamin Shop and Vitamin World. All right. So we were talking about the four categories that our beliefs can fall into, and we were on category number four. Lawrence, what is number four? Category four is is simple. It's just the idea that somehow we can be objective about reality. So this is what I call sort of the myth of science or the myth of objective reality, that somehow we can reach a position where we are not affected by any of the beliefs that we grew up in. Hmm. 
So our parents that were not affected by that in some way, like we've overcome right. that. Exactly. You know, and that, that's one of my favorite things when I'm when I'm working with people. I love it because it, it's a, it's like a very common phrase that I hear. Like, uh, I thought I handled that. You know, uh-huh. it's like, well, it, you know, it's it, when you're talking about the deep feelings of abuse and shame and all of that. It's you know, it's it's a process. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an unpeeling. There's layers it, to it. Lots it of it is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. One so I want to offer some. Go ahead, D. Love. And one of the best descriptions for the concept of getting dealing with an issue, these deep seated psychological, spiritual, whatever issue they may be, and thinking that we've um, got, gotten away from them, uh, that can lead to to just recreating the issue over and over again in your own life. But uh, one of the best um, visual metaphors for progress around an issue that I've ever heard is if the issue is the the central thing that has really driven your life at some point, um, it's kind of like a a rising spiral. You kind of go up a little bit and around and away from it and then hit a plateau with your progress, but it's still there. And then the next time you deal with it and it comes up in a different situation, you get a chance to learn how it's you get to learn a chance to how to deal with its subtleties in a new way and rise up and spiral up and get to another plateau of having dealt with it. But it's, it's probably never going to just have disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's a healthier way to look at it because I do find people shaming and blaming themselves when right. an issue comes back around and they're like, I thought I handled that, and they start self-abusing again. And I'm like, hey, relax. I mean, you know, these are deep things that happen in early ages. They're, they're deep brain grooves. It's like, you know, being on the road and you, you go down the road and you see these huge like cracks in the cement, you know, you look and you go, okay, well that's there. Yeah. It's, it's and okay. They're probably, you know, they're probably reinforced by our, the greater society. You know, they're, they're often not just your issue, but they're an issue. Exactly. Culturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I know I'm guilty of doing that. I'll do that where I'll be like, okay, I thought I dealt with this and I didn't, and oh my god, why haven't? Why is it not there? And instead of just like relaxing, like you said, Lawrence, and being like, okay, this is here. I know it's here, and it's okay. I'm okay. <laughs> you know, well, um, instead of like, when is it going to go away? Finally, it's like, no, exactly. here it is, and I can look at it, and I can look at it in a different way. And Jaya, I think that that's really important as a, as, you know, sort of a transition point in our discussion is really the reason I do all this work of demythologizing is to really just teach people that it's really okay to just be, you know, to just be a human, to be complicated, to be mm-hmm. complex, to have these very mixed complex feelings that the world is not black and white, even though that's what we're taught. It just isn't. And that that process of realizing like, oh, you know what? I can be kind to myself in this path. I can treat myself sweetly. I can bring pleasure to myself. That's how I started to get involved in sexuality because it's mm-hmm. inevitable that when you begin to ask questions about life, you start to ask, well, sex feels good. Self-pleasure feels good. Sharing and connecting, even vulnerability feels good. And mommy and daddy told me exactly the opposite. Or religion so, told me the opposite, or culture told me the opposite. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so then you go, well, if that was all wrong, what else is incorrect? Mm-hmm. 
So you start and questioning those, your entire belief system. Correct. That's it. That's, and that's where I, that is my job. That's what I do. I help people essentially extract themselves out of these prisons that they've created or that culture has given them or mom and dad has given them or school mm-hmm. or religion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that so, freedom, by the way, that peace, that is the freedom. That's the, the paradox. It's like, it's like all of these things peel away and you, there's this sense of like, oh, okay, I'm okay right here as I am. I know it's kind right. of sounds very Zen, but. So how can listeners, you know, we're, we're leading there, but how can listeners really overcome those obstacles that might hold them back from sexual freedom? You know, if it is so deeply entrenched in us, is it just about acceptance? Well, that's a great question. Um, here's an example, okay? I, I, I would say there are two pieces to this. There's sort of the piece you do on your own, and then there's the piece you do with professionals, as it were. Mm-hmm. And those things that you do on your own have to do with paying attention to how you treat yourself. You know, what are the ways in which I'm, I'm treating myself? In fact, you said that earlier when you were giving advice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how can I be sweeter and kinder and more accepting of myself? And I don't mean the frame of acceptance. I mean, like, genuinely accepting, accepting that you know, all of it kind of just saying yes to it all. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a complex person and my sexuality is complex and my chemistry is complex and my moods are complex and my desires are complex. That ability to begin to say yes is where I see very profound, very profound healing happening because we, we start to go like, Oh, you know, I really want to self pleasure, while, you know, licking a boot, for example, like, that's what I want. Oh, my God, but that's so wrong. And blah, 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 blah. No, it's like, you want to pay attention to that, those voices. But get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable with being vulnerable about what you want. Mm -hmm. So it's about saying yes, and saying yes, authentically to yourself to those things, those edges, those edges where it's like, okay, I really want to have anal sex with my boyfriend. I feel totally, or my boyfriend wants to have anal sex with me. I feel totally uncomfortable with it. But let's just see what what happens when I say yes and I witness or watch my thoughts going crazy about all the reasons why it can't be a yes and be okay with that. And also if it's a no, be okay with a no. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there are, that's the beautiful thing about sexuality. Pretty much everything from breasts, clitoris, body image, cross-dressing, our culture, disabilities and sex, erotica, fantasy, female ejaculation, G-spot, intercourse, kink, masturbation, all of these things are like hot button issues. And uh, that's, that's the beauty. You can basically jump in at any point and begin to watch this amazing process of how you have constructed your life around pleasure. Here's the key thing, Jaya, and, and, and if I can give listeners one gift, it would mm-hmm. be this. Just pretend, play for a moment, that the world was constructed so that you learned your lessons through pleasure. So that mm-hmm. 
all life lessons were learned through bliss and pleasure and orgasm. And this is actually an exercise that I do with people to, to shift them from the place. We pretty much all believe in the pain paradigm of life. You know, right. no pain, no gain. Right. I, in fact, say no pleasure, no gain, no bliss, no gain, mm-hmm. no orgasm, no gain, because those things are the things that make life sweet and beautiful and lovely. And those are the things that everybody is trying to police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we also have the political aspect as well. I mean, there's the theories that the political aspect are keeping us from really having that bliss because there's a lot of power in living life in pleasure and not in pain. Well, that's it. That's it. And so, so for me, it's a paradigm shift. It's, it's for me, I'm telling you for me, this is my experience. Mm-hmm. The secret to a quiet mind is pleasure, bliss, and orgasm. These things are highly underrated on our spiritual path. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. how they got such a bad rap. I have theories. I have thoughts about it. But I do know that sexually empowered people are much, much harder to control. Mm-hmm. And sexually empowered people do not particularly like the taste of bullshit. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Oh, it's so true. And yes, for all like our sexually yes. empowered listeners, they're jumping up and down right now. What were you going to say, D-Love? And if they do like to taste the bullshit, they just say yes to it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, um, Lawrence, you talk about meditation. And again, I want people to check out Lawrence at lawrencelanoff.com. He has the book, A Course in Freedom. And uh, Lawrence and I are working on a number of projects. So be sure to check out what we have going on as you keep updated with us. But um, you teach meditation as a tool to help people move through their blocks. And when we return, I would love to hear about why meditation is really important and what it has to do with sex. Because I think people, again, this is the the... the separation between spiritual practice or spirituality and sexuality and you know we've taken god out of our bedroom and i think it's high time we put some spirituality back into our bedrooms but but teaching meditation as a tool so maybe when we return you could guide us through something that you've written um that sounds exciting Uh, but, yeah. but right now we have to go on break. So I also want to let everybody know Ellen Heed and I are in the middle of launching our new RSVP program. It's a program for new moms and parents with young kids. We're really teaching a lot of health stuff, a lot of sexual wellness stuff. Um, so be sure to visit reclaimsex.com. We're giving away a free three video series full of really valuable information like you've heard on this show today. I don't know if we're going to get into juicy D mythology, but we, we are dealing with sexual shame. And the shame around healing. I mean, even if you're healing your body, sex is biology and it is linked to our health. So I really encourage you to check out ReclaimSex.com and see this new program that I'm working on launching right now. All right. We're going to go to a break. And when we return, we're going to have a little meditation class on sex meditation and how it can help you move through your blocks. More Sex with Jaya when we come back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it'll last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night jaya world-renowned sexologist has created the ultimate educational experience for couples oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series guys learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring women Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own. Please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We're talking about sexual shame and the ways that you can free yourself from sexual shame and be more open and empowered around your sexuality. So... We've been talking about all kinds of different causes, but I'm really interested in solutions. And Lawrence, again, lawrencelanoff.com, you, you teach meditation. So why is meditation important and what does it have to do with sex? Well, meditation, there, there are two answers to that question. One is that there is the what meditation does. So what I call meditation is really just the ability to focus and take yourself into an altered state of, con- of consciousness and in that more expanded state of consciousness, then looking back at the issues of your life. So I think it was Einstein who said the, you know, the, the essence of what he said was like the, the, the way in which we look at our problems, if we keep looking at the problems the same way, the problems will stay the same. We have to, we have to step outside of them using imagination and our ability to 
you know, to really look at, go into an altered state and look at our lives differently. That's what meditation is amazing for. So Mm -hmm. one of the exercises that I do is I, you know, the basic, the basic brain cell primer is this an off the rack brain cell is called a neuron and axons are these long projections that come off the brain. And they're literally axons that run up and down your whole body. Now, here's the thing, especially for women, you have your, your clitoris is intended only for pleasure. It's a, we're, that the, the clitoris is the only mammalian feature that has only one function, which is pleasure. pleasure. And so there is a, a neuron that goes to your brain to the clitoris. Now, when we cut off from our pleasure, literally those freeways, those, those roads become like these little streams of neural communication. But if we begin to open our pleasure, if we begin to focus on our pleasure using bliss, using orgasm, using breath, using sound, we begin to open those, those neural networks. And literally, through use, we can create, increase the efficiency and speed of the electrical waves that move up and down the axon. Mm-hmm. So it has to develop over time. So the, the, the tip of the clitoris represents all, the, the whole clitoris, but the, those nerve bundles have to communicate with the brain in order for us to feel pleasure. So one of my secret techniques is to do just that, is to practice meditating daily on your clitoris, on your pleasure. So the experience of this technique is you take a deep breath and imagine, if you will, the clitoris as a feeler. Imagine it as a, as a sensitive fingertip that extends directly out from the brain. And that's literally what it is. And it passes this beautiful, sensory-rich information about our sexual, pleasureful environment. Now, if you imagine the clitoris wrapped in beautiful golden threads of pulsating light that travel to your inner brain and to the clitoral tip, pulsing a gentle current of pleasure back and forth, just back and forth, this golden, beautiful wave. And as you breathe and you pulse that energy and awaken something deep inside. It's like we begin to turn the switches on that awaken our pleasure and expand energy and feeling in the body. The feeling of the glow from the clitoris you take into your brain and expand. And just notice how the brain can awaken and send that pleasure up and down in this golden wave. I call this the golden circle of pleasure. This is my spiritual meditation. This How's your clitoris, do you love? Mm, my clitoris is big, long, sensitive finger licking it all up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you want to use these techniques anytime, anywhere to feel awesome. I mean, really, like, nobody has to know what you're doing. You just want to use them to feel awesome and incredible and, mm-hmm. and shine brightly, you know, and people see it and they feel it. 
I like it. I'm all like juicy and relaxed mm-hmm. now. I'm totally into my clitoris. I'm having a hard time getting back into the show because uh, <laughs> all my brains are in my head of my clit right now. Yeah. Oh, do you love? I think you have to take over. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you wanted to share some stuff with us, Lawrence. Um, so you said something you'd written, or was that it? Do you have more? No, that's the essence of it. And 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 for for men, I mean. You know, just the the male version of this, if you want, is, you know, just imagining the penis as the clitoris, you know, solely mm-hmm. as if the penis was solely devoted to your pleasure. That's mm-hmm. that's really like an amazing thing. I think that's why women, one of the reasons why there's so much suppression, because it's like the level of pleasure that is possible is so freeing and so expansive it, it, like you just said, you know, it's kind of hard to get your head back in the show, you mm-hmm. know, because that's what happens. And ra- that's something that we have to celebrate. Mm-hmm. I'm having a great time on Sex with Jaya today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. I mean, it's like, My clitoris is really happy. Um, so, you, you, Lawrence, I also want to just chat, chat a little bit about... Um, you know, some other practical things people can do. I know you use meditation, but you also work with symbols a lot in the brain. And yes. I know you did an exercise with me once of just like, well, how do you visualize that? And that's something that I've been using in my practice a lot is like, okay, well, how do you visualize your body? And often what the symbols in people's heads are, are so not what reality is. So can you speak on that just a little bit? We have three minutes till we close. Okay, well, I'll give you the short skinny on that. That's, it's perfect that you say that. One of the exercises that I do with people is I will have them stand naked in front of a mirror with me and speak about what the voices are to start to externalize those voices. Mm-hmm. You will be amazed at the kinds of things that come out in the voice. And then I say, okay, obviously you're not looking at the mirror which is a three-dimensional object right in front of you. What you're looking at is you're looking at some symbol, some image in your head. And mm-hmm. it's like so shocking to a person to realize they look and they, you know, it's almost like their eyes roll back up in their heads and they go, Oh my God, you're right. I, I have this image of me as a little girl and my dad just, you know, standing over me and just shaming me, you know, don't touch that there. And, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that gets stored. Your brain has to store symbolically. And so those, that's that symbolic understanding of how the brain works. We have to store symbolically because it's a brain. You can't like open up your head and stick your father in there. So you have to translate that into a, a symbol. And often those symbols create sensations in our bodies that are so overwhelming that to even look at them can make us weep. Mm-hmm. So there's great fruit in beginning to manipulate those symbols to see them coming from your deep unconscious, from your emotions, and beginning to realize, like, wait a minute, I have control. I may have been molested by my father when I was four, but I'm not four anymore. And I don't have to have this fool living in my head anymore. That's part of what I call a kind of a daily maintenance program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you for that. 
Absolutely. Unfortunately, we are way out of time, and uh, I would love to pick Lawrence's brain more. I'm sure that we are going to hear more of Lawrence and uh, more of what we have to say. We're working on some things together, so I'm excited about all of that. I've had a really great time on Sex with Jaya today. Thank you to my guest, Mr. Lawrence Lanoff, lawrencelanoff.com. You can check out my blog, his blog, for more information on this topic. Um, he is lawrencelanoff.com. I'm sexisyou.com. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Lawrence. My pleasure. My deepest pleasure, Jaya. Mm. <laughs> I've enjoyed Sex with Jaya today. Have you? I've enjoyed Sex with Jaya. You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Allocadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today.